Welcome to Untaming Leadership. I'm Igina Jirazi. And I'm Sam Allen, and we are both leadership coaches and trainers with a passion for transformation. Our mission is to grow conscious and inspiring leaders and to dive deep into the very heart of leadership. Tune in for your bi-weekly fix of wisdom and inspiration from diverse experts in the field. Team ready? Well, welcome to our second episode of the season five. And we're so happy to kick off this season with our first guest, who is uh, Catherine McGillivray Prantle. Correct. Yes, I'm happy I pronounced it well. <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> well done. Yes, and Catherine is a global head talent management and culture at Comet Group. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks. We just want to start and uh, kick off because I know you have such a huge experience and long experience with leadership. And the first question that I wanted to address is, what's your definition of leadership? How do you define it? Well, it's. Uh, I'd like to give you a bit of a story. So it's a beautiful sunny day in Switzerland here, but I'd like to invite you to imagine that you're in the green hills of Rwanda, that it's cold, pouring with rain and early in the morning. <laughs> um, when I think of leadership, I think of this guided hike in Rwanda. Um, the guide is clear about the destination. We're going to see a family of mountain gorillas um, and she's clear about what the reward will be when we reach it, uh, what's in it for us and, and, and for the group and for me as an individual. And in, in this case, we were going to see a seven day old baby gorilla. <laughs> oh. Oh, yes. So she was transparent also about some of the obstacles that we might encounter, mud, steep climb, ants crawling up your legs, buffalo poop, <laughs> nettles, and so on. Um, and along the way, she listened. She checked that we were keeping pace, that the pace was right for us. When we slowed down or came across something difficult uh, to cross, she was by our side. She encouraged us. She made sure that we tanked up on our energy, drank water, ate some chocolate, <laughs> and she motivated us to keep going. Um, she was fully present while also keeping an eye on the end goal. Where are the gorillas hiding? She paid attention to all the hikers um, and she gave them the attention that they needed individually. Some needed more, some needed less. She was also curious about the people in the group. She created camaraderie and she made sure that we had fun along the way whilst keeping us out of danger like buffalo poop <laughs> so she knew what her purpose was she um, had the will and determination to reach the gorillas but at the same time she didn't let her ego get in her way it wasn't all about the destination she brought energy and calm she made decisions quickly she gave us autonomy um, and by doing all of this she built trust and she trusted that we the hikers would make it to the gorillas um, and this, for me, is leadership. Wow. 
it's such a beautiful story that I've already got goosebumps and I think yeah. tears in my eyes and then you know the, also the the humor in the story um yeah. I just love the way that you you spoke to that you know mm-hmm. and I love that definition thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. yeah and I hear a lot of partnership in that and it's funny because this morning the gainer and I started our, our session and we pulled a card and on the card it said partnership mm-hmm. <laughs> so wonderful <laughs> that you, you speak so much to that Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to know, what have you learned about being a leader over the years, Catherine? Uh, many things. Um, <laughs> um, I think one of the things that's, that's foremost in my mind at the moment and I've learned is that I tend to underestimate the impact that I have as a leader, um, mm-hmm. especially in terms of being someone who people look up to. So, for example, you inviting me to this podcast, I thought, why me? Are you crazy? Um, so I tend to think that I'm just me. Um, but I've learned that I actually might have an impact in ways that I don't imagine, which is good most of the time, but also means that I sometimes have to watch my step as well. Um, and then it can be quite tricky to get the balance of authenticity and vulnerability right, um, which doesn't mean faking it. Um, it is quite tricky, but fundamentally, I believe that if I live according to my values and if I'm consistent, then people will understand um, my decisions or, or my actions. And another thing I've learned, and I'm still learning, I have to say, <laughs> is um, to accept people and myself as we are for who we are and how we are and um, to lower my expectations of perfection. (laughs) Um, So I'm normally a pragmatic person, but in this respect, I I can be quite an idealist. (laughs) I I expect perfection everywhere, (laughs) but uh, who decides what's perfect? No one can decide that because it's different for everybody um, and it's very individual. Mm. I I love your awareness Mm. and I love that uh, you can see it so clearly instead of what guides you what do you stand for your values and Mm -hmm. also well your journey yes Mm -hmm. so in that perspective staying a little bit again into these challenges that you have Mm -hmm. as a leader you know like I I could hear it from the last uh, I mean from what you just shared but is there what are some other challenges that you face as a leader well, I think if, if I think back over my career, I think one of the biggest um, hurdles was um, my experience in Asia. Um, as I was the most um, senior HR leader on site, and I reported directly to one of the company owners. I'm sure you've heard the expression, it gets lonely at the top. Right? Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It does, <laughs> I can confirm. Um, I, I had to lead myself in very challenging circumstances. Um, at the time, um, the protests were going on already in Hong Kong. Um, I also had to lead others from many different cultures, uh, Japan to Australia, China, Taiwan, India, Sri Lanka, all very different. Um, And um, they all had different expectations of what a leader is, and they all had different needs um, from me as their leader. Um, And I think this is where my courage and my resilience and my personal well-being were really challenged most. It was really tough. 
Um, but with hindsight, I think I learned more in these two years in Asia than in the rest of my career put together. And I think it's contributed to who I am um, now um, as a leader. Um, I've made peace with this experience. Um, I had many sleepless nights at the time. And sometimes when I do think back to it, I think, wow, did I really do that? Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've learned a lot. And, and um, I, can, I can highly recommend challenging experiences as a leadership uh, learning journey. Mm. Wow. And I love all of the integrity that you embody as you speak to that. You know, it's, yeah. it's just so amazing to hear. And, you know, I really would also love to ask you kind of the other side of things a bit from McGenna's question. What do you love most about being a leader? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Top of the list is I love to see people grow and develop. Um, I love uh, breaking down silos and seeing people work together as a team rather than fight and mark their territory. Mm. Um, I love the sense of achievement and uh, shared satisfaction when something is successfully completed. I love to witness the aha moments when um, the penny suddenly drops and a change becomes possible. I love to find solutions that are fair and fast at the same time. I love it, uh, going back to my experience in Asia, when you share a difficult experience and it creates a bond and then you can say, we've been through this together and it's made us stronger. I felt this with some of my colleagues there. Um, And ultimately, I love the fact that I am empowered to contribute to making this world a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, this might sound arrogant, but I think we all we all have that in our power and um, that's that's what's important to me. Oh yes, I definitely do. And I love that deep contribution uh, to yeah to make the world a better place. That's beautiful, beautiful purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you see yourself from the moment when you started your leadership journey to now, how have you grown as a leader? Um, again, a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, since I returned from Asia, I, I did my coaching certification. That's how I got to know you, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and several things have opened up for me Um I think um, the first is the importance of, as I've just mentioned, living, working and leading according to my purpose and values. Mm -hmm. If I have my roots firmly planted in the ground, Mm -hmm. um, I can inspire and lead others. If I don't, then I find it very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, The second has to do with um, the opportunity to give back, which I'm I'm gaining more awareness of as I get a bit more mature. (laughs) Um, As a leader, um, I also learn from mentoring others. Um, I've been doing that over the last couple of years, Um, from getting involved in volunteering, um, doing things that have nothing to do with work. Um, This helps me to focus on some of the topics that I'm passionate about beyond work um, and to get some personal balance and satisfaction um, as a leader. 
I feel it's important not to have all my eggs in one basket, i.e. work. <laughs> um, and if I have talents, to, I, I can share them with the world beyond work, um, as there might be people out there um, who need it too. And that's why um, I was in Rwanda with my husband, because we want to see how we can help entrepreneurs out there. Um, and a third area um, relates to what I mentioned before. I think I start to accept more the significance of my role and be more confident um, that my decisions and my actions um, do have an impact. Um, however, I do still see myself as a reliable number two. <laughs> and um, I should probably step out of the shadows and be the number one. <laughs> But you can sense my nervousness as I say that <laughs> it's not something that comes naturally to me. What comes through is your authenticity, actually. Mm. And um, speaking about keeping your roots in the ground, I was actually getting curious on a personal level, like what helps you to do that, Catherine? Um, so I think um, one of the areas is uh, meditation. So mm. I like to, to meditate, um, to reconnect with my core, get grounded, um, maybe do a loving kindness meditation mm. so that uh, I can tap into my heart. Um, um, these, are, these are things that really help me to, um, to, to get back to the, to, to get grounded. Yes. Mm. Love that. And just thinking like leaders these days, you know, if you were to think about some of the main challenges that they're facing, what would they be? I think we live where well, we do live in a very <laughs> complex, unpredictable, uncertain, disrupted world. And um, leaders, um, they, they, they have to be able to believe in a vision. They have to be able to transmit it. Um, even when the going gets tough, they're expected to transform the business and they have to maintain the ongoing performance. They need to think we instead of me. They have to think much more broadly than in the past. There's the business, the macro environment, the shareholders, their own boss. And then they also need to show understanding and empathy to um, their people who each expect individual solutions and who might be going through um, tough challenges um, privately. Um, people expect nowadays their well-being to, to come first and um, leaders need to be able to build connection, build trust, provide clarity in a hybrid work environment and, and work also with five different generations who all, all, all have um, different leadership styles. Um, I feel, I feel sorry for leaders in a way because I feel that they're constantly walking on a on a tightrope mm. across many rivers that are merging together, um, and it, it takes a lot of courage, um, a lot of energy and determination to keep on walking and and not um, get distracted. Mm. Yeah, if you see Sam and I were just nodding all the time yes. and, and nodding with, with what you're sharing. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's really impressive to be a leader nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um and and being in this position, I wanted to ask, like, where what resources do you like where do you find that <clears throat> courage, um, that resilience? Like what resources do you use? Yeah. So I already mentioned um, meditation, which has more mm. to do with uh, the soul, the heart and the spirit. Um, I think um, I, I also 
Uh, I get a lot of inspiration from traveling, um, from discovering new cultures, new people, new ways of living, new ways of leading, um, showing the love and, and inspiring. This uh, gives me a lot of um, energy and inspiration. Um, if I think about the mind and, and nourishing the mind, um, I'm, I'm a curious person. I like to research. And I'm also an avid reader, so I subscribe to all sorts of newsletters. I read whatever comes my way. I make some match and draw my own conclusions. Um, when I'm on the train, I have a long commute, uh, two and a half hours <laughs> each way. So I listen to, to webinars and podcasts such as this one. Um, um, and, and of course, I, I get energy and, and uh, tank, tanked up by my team and the people I interact with. Um, I take on board their, their feedback, um, which is also good for the heart and soul. Um, but I have to say my, my top uh, leadership resource that combines both the mind and the body and the spirit um, and everything is my coach and um, she really helps me to get um, different perspectives on things, um, to stay connected with what really matters in life, um, to know who I am, um, to be brave and, and to cut through the clutter. Um, I find that really helpful. Mm. I'm so touched that you mentioned your coach because it's 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 such a for me I mean for us being coaches as well it's such a noble job to be able to have that kind of impact in one yes. person's life. Yeah, and it makes such a difference. I have to say, mm. absolutely. And and talking about leadership, which famous leader inspires you the most, and why? We'd love to know that. Um. There are many. Um, I, obviously, over the last few days, um, I've been especially thinking of Her Late Majesty, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II, as I'm British. <laughs> and, and she was definitely a very inspiring uh, leader, um, not just a female leader, but a leader um, and, and someone that we can uh, look up to. But the leader that I always feel a link to, um, and I have her here above my desk um, as a daily reminder, is uh, Mother Teresa. Hmm. Um, She's Albanian. She was... <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it all comes back, Mjena. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, she's she's incredibly she was an incredibly um caring and compassionate woman um at the same time she was very firm convincing determined she listened she negotiated um she took risks um she knew what she wanted and she usually got it um, and I went to see a film recently, uh, you might like it, Megena, um, called uh, Mother Teresa and Me. Um, and I mentioned this film um, as it gave me a new insight into Mother Teresa, um, because once she went to work in the slums of Calcutta, she actually lost her faith and she never regained it. And even though she felt abandoned by God, her leader, and very lonely, um, no one listening to her anymore. Um, she continued to do her selfless work. And what does that say to me about leadership? <laughs> um, yeah, very, very impactful. Again, the goosebumps. I have goosebumps yes. in the back of my head right now. <laughs> like I hear the service, you know, I yes. hear the staying. Yeah. 
so yeah, touching acting mm. without a leader mm. <laughs> yeah and and finding that strength within as well yes. right um yeah so definitely the staying in it mm-hmm. so if like somebody's listening right now they've just taken on a new leadership role maybe they don't have that much experience and they're thinking gosh where do I start with all this like what's one kind of nugget of wisdom you would want to pass on to them um be true to yourself and believe in yourself (laughs) amen to that (laughs) amen to that know and live your values be committed to your values and use them as your north star to make decisions or in your interactions so concretely start by identifying your own personal purpose and maybe your top three to five values then be vocal about them so that people know what to expect Um, because focusing on your values and your purpose can help you to balance your needs the needs of others understand how to survive and thrive if you feel like your energy is drained you might not be living according to your values and purpose Um, My purpose uh, is to inspire others to learn and grow. And when I do this, my husband says that my eyes sparkle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And one of my values is belonging. Um, When I feel excluded, I feel really unhappy. Mm. And then I think about the golden rule, which is treat others as as you expect to be treated. Treat others as you expect to be treated. And if you change your perspective, I have experienced that good things come to you. Mm. Oh, it's so touching to hear you speak. And yeah, it's clear that you really are in integrity with your own values. And that's come through right from the start of this podcast episode to the end, you know, right now. Um, It's it's creating a lot of clarity in your Mm -hmm. presence. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's made this conversation just so special. Um, and you're our first leader this season. So, you know, what a great way to open up season five, right, McGinnis? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, something that I wanted to acknowledge in you, it's like when you, when we were speaking about Mother Teresa and the quali- her qualities, I was like, I can see those in you. <laughs> you know, yes. also that humbleness and then resilience and that courage and that wanting to do good. And uh, so it's it's so beautiful. So I hope you you yes. see that. Yes. And what thank you. And I, I think also what I what I liked about this film was to see that she wasn't perfect. And I also don't have to be perfect um, and that you can have moments of doubt. Um, you can have challenges, you can have people who make life difficult for you, but uh, keep going and um, you don't have to be perfect. You are who you are, you're a human being and um, just believe in yourself and what you're doing. Smiling because we, we recorded a podcast episode in the first season, I think, and it was called F Perfection. <laughs> and um, we were like, do we really put this out there? We didn't edit it or anything like that. And again, it was like, going, ah, because it's cringing. <laughs> You know what, Catherine? It's been the most popular episode that McGain and I have done. Imagine, yes. <laughs> and F can mean a lot of different things. It can mean there funny. You <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you so much for being with us today. Um, so appreciate it. It's just been a, a delightful conversation. It feels like we were sat down having that coffee together and, and just, you know, taking in your nuggets of wisdom. So thank you for everything you've shared. Thank um, you for the invitation. Yeah. And we will put anything that you want us to share about you in the podcast notes, just in case anybody wants to reach out in any way. Um, but keep doing what you're doing and keep inspiring because this has been a really incredible conversation. And the same to you. <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Great job too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Untaming Leadership. Are you a leader keen to share your take on leadership? Want to offer your organisation the chance to participate in one of our experiential conscious leadership programmes? We would love to hear from you.